Welcome to the Wellness Seekers Podcast. My name is Courtney and I am your guide. I am a mom, educator, woo-woo junkie, mental health advocate, and like you, I am on a wellness journey. Whether you are seeking to begin or continue on your wellness journey, you are in the right place. Together, we will build the steps needed for you to achieve your wellness goals. This podcast will curate my knowledge, inquiries, and resources to help you create a lasting wellness routine. From affirmations and meditation to nutrition and fitness trends, we will journey together, clearing through the clutter to find best practices, reliable tips, industry experts, and so much more. Thank you for being here. Now let's get started. Hello, wellness seekers. This week, I had originally promised to do a podcast on meditation, and I did start working on that, but this topic of self-sabotage came up, and I just like to trust my intuition on things like this, and oftentimes I find if I'm feeling a certain way or need to dive into a topic, other people do too. And that's not to say that somebody doesn't need more information on meditation at the moment, but uh, this one just felt right to talk about now. I did promise a guided meditation, which is also happening, so you will get that too. It'll be a bonus episode, and then hopefully meditation as a topic of a podcast will come to you in the next coming weeks. So right now... I'm recording this episode for you with the topic of self-sabotage, finding self-compassion in our hardest moments. So yesterday, I slept in past my alarm. When I finally got up, I was already putting myself uh, down in my head, saying things like, you should have set two alarms, you should have put your alarm further away, so you had to physically get up to turn it off, you're already behind, uh, you're not disciplined enough, don't you want this bad enough, like, don't you want to work hard? Which is not very nice, right? So by the time I got to my desk to do work, I felt like garbage. I was feeling very defeated, and then I started crying because I was feeling so low and questioning everything. And I just wanted to curl up into a ball on the couch and avoid all the things because I just felt paralyzed by my own self-sabotage, my own negative self-talk. You know, that's kind of my default setting with lots of things is to put myself down. And it's so silly because when I say it out loud, like I just did, and I hear it, I think I would never say that to someone. And people in my life would never say that to me. So why am I saying it to myself? I don't know if you've ever had that same realization. Um, But if you ever say things to yourself in your head, take a pause and say it out loud and realize no one would ever say that to you. And you would never say that to anyone. So why are you saying it to yourself? So how did I overcome this? That's kind of what Well, that's what this topic or this podcast episode is about. Before I jump in, I am not a counselor. I have seen lots of counselors and gone to lots of sessions myself, but I am not one. That is not my profession. Uh, These are just things that I do, 
that help me and things I've learned along the way. So basically, I see my self-sabotage all the time. I'm very aware of it happening. I am a recovering perfectionist, and from time to time, I slip back into those old tendencies and habits. I have to watch um, myself do this and be aware of it. But because I'm also so aware of it in myself, I see my clients do this too. So they start to make and see progress in whatever direction they're heading for their goal. And then it's like, just as they like get close to their goal, they start to slip back into their old habits because it's easier or it feels safer. And although they want the new goal, it can be very scary to make a change and to actually start living in the changed version of yourself. Self-sabotaging behavior can look like lots of things. It can present itself in lots of different ways. So for me, it's negative self-talk when you know I'm, I'm doing the very best that I can, but telling myself in my head that I could do better, I should do better, other mean things, <laughs> that doesn't help. Um, other behavior can look like overeating when you're trying to lose weight or you've eaten well all day and then you eat a whole bag of chips before you go to bed. Uh, other things, you know, staying up too late, even though you know that you feel better when you're rested and you're trying to get more rest or sleep more at night, Uh, doing one more thing before you go to an appointment, which makes you late when you're trying not to be late and be more on time for things procrastinating is a huge one where we, you know, decide to clean our whole house before something big is due. And then we're left with just a little bit of time at the end before it's due. (laughs) You probably know what your behaviors might be, or maybe you don't. And now it's something to take a look at. This can be a really big topic. It is in general, but it, it can be a big one for you. And if it is, and you maybe want to seek some professional support or advice, and that would be really helpful for you, I definitely encourage that. So I like I still see a counselor. I've been seeing a counselor for years, and once you overcome certain behaviors and make certain changes, there is other stuff that comes up. Um you know, the work can become deeper and deeper. So I have in the show notes linked to some different support numbers that you can call if you feel like you want to seek out some professional help. But I do have things that work for me that help me overcome some of my self-sabotaging behaviors. One, I'm just, I might as well start with this because it's in every episode is to meditate And you're probably sick of hearing me say that, but it's important so much so that I will do a full episode on it. But, uh, yesterday and today I did a self-compassion meditation and it was really helpful. So I chose a short guided meditation from my insight timer app. And there are lots of self-compassion guided meditations, I'm sure on other apps and online. YouTube's a great place to, to search, to find something, And I also recorded a three-minute one for you as a bonus episode, so you can go there too. The, The meditation piece, the sitting, and then 
I found the guided piece of compassion for yourself is really, really key. Generally, when we are trying to change behavior, things get hard. So we're using more energy, focusing on doing something different than what we're used to doing. We are more aware of our actions and that takes energy. And so we are tired. And it's then when we're tired, when we we are burnt out even, that we make choices to sabotage our progress. But here's the thing. You are still progressing even if you make a choice or don't make a choice and sleep in past your alarm. But I guess that was kind of a choice. Anyway, you're not ruining your progress. You might not always be progressing, but you didn't ruin the hard work that you've already put in. And the fact that you even notice that you're doing something, so having these negative t- self-talks to my, like in my head, the fact that I'm aware that I'm doing that is progress. I know that I'm doing it. Um, the fact that you're aware that you're eating something that doesn't align with your diet focus, the fact that you're aware of that is progress in itself. So having self-compassion, doing a meditation that focuses on self-compassion is important because it reminds you that you, what you're doing is hard and it's okay to feel tired or burnt out or to get a little derailed from your, you know, main objective and to just let yourself have that. And then slowly, or maybe right away, you're going to jump right back on to your progress train. Because I said derailed seemed to make be a good metaphor. Right? So know that just because you have a slip up or you say some mean things to yourself, it doesn't mean that you know you just shut down. And sometimes that's what we do. We think, well, I'm already up late. I'm not going to get anything done. I'm just not going to do anything. That is where, like, and the, the habit of doing that, of continually giving up on yourself, that's where you actually fail, so to speak. But if you just sit back, have compassion for yourself, acknowledge that what you're trying to do is hard because it's changing your behavior, you're going to get that much further, even if one day was lousy. All this to say that being compassionate to yourself in meditation or just in general can be helpful when combating self-sabotage. So my next tip would be to seek professional support, which I know I talked about just a little bit before, but there is no shame in asking for help. Behavior change, like I said, is hard. So having a team of people to support you and get you past the place where you always seem to get stuck is super helpful. So that could be in the form of a counselor, a coach, a trainer, a mentor, an accountability partner, but just know that no one succeeds alone. When you're watching professional athletes compete, they did not get there alone. They likely had parental support of some sort. They 
had a coach for sure. They likely had other teammates that were helping to push them along, or at least that they could kind of compete with to keep driving them forward. They did not get where they are alone and on talent alone. They might've had the talent to start with, but there's no way that they made it to a professional level without the support of others. So just keep that in mind because I know there can be shame and stigma around a counselor, for example, and seeking out mental health support. But it's so silly because we need, we watch other people we admire have support and probably people that counsel them on lots of things. So why couldn't we have a counselor to help us strengthen our mental health muscle? Beyond that, a coach or trainer or whoever that is helping you will help you when you start self-sabotaging. Because if you can't see it quite yet, they will see it for you and they will be able to help you break through that. No one succeeds alone. That is the point of that tip there. Another tip is to figure out what your why is. It's to get really, really clear on that why. So this along with meditation helped me yesterday morning. My why is my family. I want to have more time with them and I want to be present in the time that I do have. So if I get a little, get up a little bit early, like before them, an hour, an hour and a half, I can accomplish many things. And then when they get up, I can spend time with them that is focused on them. And I'm not worried about all the things I still need to accomplish. I bring this up because... If your why is not strong enough, you're only going to get so far. So if you're trying to change your behavior, which we've already acknowledged is super hard, if you're trying to do that for reasons that don't resonate with you, so if you're trying to quit smoking for someone else or lose weight for someone else, it's not going to stick. If you're doing it for yourself... And I'm realizing as I'm saying this, I just said like my why is my family, but it's, it's for me. It's so that when I spend time with them, I can be present and I can enjoy it. It was a dream for me to, to get married and start a family and be a mother. And I want to be present in that role that I now have, that I'm grateful to have, that's such a special and and a special special role and a role that I'm honored to have. So it's for me. It's so I can have time with them, focus time. And so I can also like the work that I'm doing so I can provide for them and have, and offer them a comfortable life. So that's like, it's still mine, even though I'm doing it for them. So when you're wanting to run a 5k you have to want to do it for yourself. You want to, if you do it for yourself, you're going to feel so good at the end of that race. If you're doing it for someone else, you likely won't even get to the end of the race because it's not your goal. It's not your why. And if your why is to feel like you've accomplished something or feel confident in your abilities or to lose weight 
or to say that you've just run a 5K, whatever your why is, it needs to resonate with you so that it drives you and pushes you. I am working on a course. It's kind of turning into more of like a practice (laughs) Um, that I'm so excited to share with you soon. And it will take my students on a journey to get really clear on their why. So we focus on how achieving our goal, which does not need to be something finite and unchanging, by the way, but how that goal will make you feel. So for instance, my goal of being present with my family provides me with a feeling of fulfillment and calm and joy, so much joy. And I'm willing to work hard for those feelings. There's not necessarily like an end point. Like by the time Marley's five, I want to feel this. It's an ongoing goal. It's an ongoing why. If you want to know more about, because clearly I'm just rambling on about it and pretty passionate. So if you want to know more about my course, when it will open, when the enrollment will be, how it's going to work, all of that, uh, you can go to the show notes and there will be a link there for you to sign up. I also made... um, a goal list because I know some people don't set goals or don't know how to set goals or don't even know what their goal would be that they would set. So I just made like a list of over 50 kind of random goals. I've put them into categories so it can help inspire you to come up with your own goal. So if you just need a starting off point to get you going, that's a great place to check too. And that's in the show notes as well, a link to that. And you can sign up for that there. (laughs) And you can get that download and then that can kind of get you going on setting a goal. And then you'll be in my emails so that you'll get all the updates on when the course is available. And I'm going to start, I'm going to kick off the course with a challenge to help you get really clear on how to write your goal so it's specific to you and it generates those feelings that will help you, like your your why feelings. Anyway, back to my tips. I have one more tip. This one, this is obviously a really passionate topic for me. So my last tip is to be kind to yourself, whether that's in the way that you talk to yourself or how you treat yourself. Tell yourself, this is hard. I am having a hard time right now, and I am willing to give myself the compassion I need. Rest when you need to. Check out when you can. I struggled all day with not feeling like I had accomplished enough because I got up later than I wanted to in the morning. So then by 7.15 p.m., I was tired. I was tired from momming all day, and I was tired from wrestling in my head all day, judging myself harshly, and I was just, like, it was exhausting, and I do not recommend it. So then once our girls were in bed, Ben and I decided we both had one hour of things we needed to do, and then we would come together and watch one episode of a show before we go to bed. The old me would have considered that a waste of time. But the me, who is a work in progress, knew that one hour of leisure time, at least one hour, I think we ended up watching a little bit more, um, with no thinking and just resting, I know that that will be helpful and, and it was helpful for me. I had a great night's sleep. I woke up early the next morning and like I was refreshed. I was able to work on this podcast and it, it was exactly what I needed. 
But I will tell you, I slept through two alarms this morning and I got up an hour later than I wanted, but I took a deep breath and I found my favorite self-compassion meditation again and I did it. And I know that it will all get done and that I am progressing in the right direction and that trying to change my behaviors, doing the hard work that I'm doing is hard. So just before I go, I just want to remind you that you are doing a great job. You are amazing and you are awesome. And some days we have really great days where we are on top of everything, getting it all done, feeling good. And then other days we don't, and that's okay. We can only do one thing at a time. We can only live one day at a time. And you are doing a great job. All right. If you need more pep talks like that, I send one out once a week to my email subscribers. I also usually link to the latest podcast episode and then I'll add in like a cool recipe or resource that I found helpful. So to get those emails and then also like to get information on my course that's coming up and the challenge that's coming up and basically just all things Edgewater Wellness, you can sign up at edgewaterwellness.ca forward slash edgewater updates. And that'll get you, you know, all the latest gossip. It's not really gossip. Latest info. (laughs) I don't know. You know what I mean? (laughs) All right. I hope you have a wonderful week, wellness seekers. Thanks for being here. There you have it, wellness seeker. It is my sincere hope that you got something of value from this week's episode. If you have any questions or comments, please see the show notes for contact info or further information on today's topic. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know by leaving a review and subscribing. Until next time, stay well, seekers.